Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast as we continue our road to Moscow, previewing all 32 nations for the 2018 World Cup. And today we are going to be previewing Egypt. The Pharaohs are back in the World Cup, and here to preview Egypt with me is the editorial director of Fan Sided Soccer, Khaled Abdallah. Uh, first question for you, Khaled your reaction to when Egypt made the World Cup after that Salah penalty against the Congo? Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen the YouTube video where the announcers is crying and praying and stuff. Uh, I wasn't quite crying, but I was running around my house like a madman. Um, this is only the third time Egypt's ever made the World Cup, and the other two times was in 1930 and 1990. So I don't remember either of them, obviously. So this is a really, really big deal. Yeah, Egypt will be coming in. Uh, their last World Cup being in 1990 when they qualified in Italy. They ended up drawing two and losing one. They've never won a World Cup game. They've only played four because in 1934, their first World Cup was back when the uh, format was just purely knockout. There wasn't any group stage when it was in Italy. So they've only qualified for World Cups in Europe, two in Italy and now in Russia. And obviously the main focus of this team is Mohamed Salah. So I guess we'll start with him. We've seen in previous World Cups, you can have massive you know, players in their prime and in just incredible form take their teams to new heights. I think of 1998 Davor Suker uh, for Croatia taking that team to win third place in France. Or James Rodriguez in the last World Cup just flew by everyone, scored six goals, won the Golden Boot, got Colombia to the quarterfinals. So what kind of performance does Mo Salah need to make Egypt this Cinderella team that everyone thinks they can be because Salah's coming off maybe the best season in Premier League history? So, I mean, he's obviously in incredible form. He's had, like you said, one of the best seasons in the history of the Premier League. Uh, so if he's able to replicate that performance, then I don't see why Egypt can't get out of their group. Uh, I mean, they're they're facing Russia, which, of course, has the home field advantage. But aside from that, uh, Uruguay is a, a good team with some great players, obviously, but uh, they're not exactly world beaters. And Saudi Arabia is the last team, and they're, you know, complete minnows. So... If Mohamed Salah can do what he did against Manchester City, against Chelsea, against you know all these huge teams that he scored against and just absolutely torn to shreds, then I don't see why he can't do that to you know these three national teams that he's playing against. Do you think Salah needs to have a good Champions League final against Real Madrid to keep that momentum going heading into that first game on June the 15th against Uruguay? I think it'd be a nice start, but I think that personally, I think Real Madrid's just that much better of a team and that they can afford to focus on Mohamed Salah. I mean, they've had their defensive issues too, but they can outscore anybody just the same way Liverpool can. So I do expect him to have a, a good final, but I don't think it's key for him to, to carry that on because he's been consistently good for six months now or eight months, whatever, since the beginning of the, of the Premier League season. Right, Mohamed Salah going to be trying to win Liverpool a Champions League uh, in next Saturday at the time of recording this. Uh, we're recording this, I believe, uh, nine days before the Champions League final when they play Real Madrid in Kiev. But this is a great chance for Egypt to get their first ever World Cup win. Group A is uh, many people consider maybe the worst group in the tournament because you have the two lowest ranked teams in the tournament in Russia and Saudi Arabia. Uruguay probably you would suspect to be a loss for this Egyptian side, but between Russia and Saudi Arabia... Which one is Egypt most likely to get three points from? It's got to be Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia come, is coming out of the, the Asian Federation. Uh, they make the World Cup every once in a while. I think the last time they made it was 94, I want to say. 06. Uh, but even then, 06, okay. 
So even then, I mean, they're more famous for coming in and, and getting beat 8-0 by Germany or something like that than, than anything else. Uh, so I think Egypt has to circle that one on the calendar to get three points. And if they can get five points from their three games, then uh, they have a very good chance of advancing. Now let's move on to some of the other players in the team because obviously any regular soccer fan who is, hasn't been living under a rock knows that Egypt is Mo Salah. That is the best player on their team. 33 goals for the, for the national team uh, and 57 caps. But can you point out some other players that uh, Uruguay, Russia, Saudi Arabia, they should watch out for and fans should maybe expect great World Cup performances from? Yeah, so I'm actually really excited about about the other guys on the team. Um, so there was the you know political unrest and the revolution that took place in Egypt uh, in 2011 and 2012. And in 2012, there was uh, a big there was a they called the Port Port Said massacre, where uh, I think 70 soccer fans passed away in one of those. Uh, and it's, it's similar to the the Liverpool uh, tragedy where people were crushed. Um, in, in an enclosed space. So as a result of that, the Egyptian league was canceled for that season. So a bunch of the talented players there that were you know, comfortable playing in Egypt, playing at home, were forced to go out and play elsewhere. So if you look at the, the provisional squad that, uh, that's coming out for Egypt, most of these players are playing elsewhere. Uh, they're playing in Europe. They're playing uh, in England. Other than Salah, you have Mohamed El Neni, who's playing for Arsenal. You have Ahmed Higazi and Ali Gaber, who are playing for West Brom. You even have two guys in MLS, in Omar Gaber with LAFC, and Amr Tarek, who's playing for Orlando City. So you have a lot of talent that was forced to leave. And as a result, I think that because they were forced to go out and play for these tough leagues, they upped the level of, uh, of the competition and they upped their personal level. And I think that, that was a big part of why this team qualified for the first time in, in almost 30 years. So... I think the main the main guy you have to look for in midfield is Mohamed El Neni. I know he's dealing with some injury issues, uh, but if he can come back and hold down that midfield, that's going to be a huge help for them. Sam Morsi, who plays for Wigan in the lower leagues in England, uh, he's one of those tiny little defensive midfielders that's a, kind of that's a pest that's just going to run around and try to break up play. And uh, Ahmed Coca, who plays for SC Braga in Portugal, I believe is going to be a nice foil to Mohamed Salah. So. Uh, you also have Ahmed Al-Mohamedi, who's you know, tearing it up with Aston Villa right now. And you have Ramadan Subhi, who's another winger uh, who's playing for Stoke. So just the names of these clubs is a very new thing for, for Egyptian players. Before this, we only had you know, a handful that were playing in Europe at any given time. So this is a, a big improvement for this, uh, for this team. Yeah, and that's a real significant advantage for the Pharaohs because Russia, for example, most of their squad, they're they're playing in the Russian League. And Saudi Arabia, most of their squad is playing in the Saudi Arabian Leagues, whereas you have Egypt and Uruguay in this group. Uruguay, of course, has got talent all over the world. Obviously, Luis Suarez and Edinson Cavani playing for two of the best clubs in Europe. But yeah, this Egyptian team kind of breaks the barrier with these players playing from all over, specifically the guys playing in the Premier League. I mean, Mohamed Elneny, 25 years old, 60 caps already for Egypt. He could have a big tournament. He could get a lot of assists for Salah or even score some goals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's like you said in the beginning, uh, world-class players are going to be the difference at the World Cup like they always are. You know, the names that we think of, Pele, uh, James Rodriguez, uh, Maradona, these guys take these tournaments by the scruff of the neck and they go as far and they take their teams as far as they can go. So, like you said, if Salah can be this guy and he's one of, you know, a few world-class players in this group, 
then again, I, I don't see a reason why they can't advance. Uh, Russia is going to have the home field advantage, but I think I don't think a casual fan can name one of their their big time players. And obviously, same goes for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever heard a uh, Hamas Rodriguez in the same breath as a uh, Pele and Diego Maradona. It, it could happen though. We could get Messi, okay, uh, Iniesta, Fernando Torres. You know, I, I'm not saying complete, you know, total legends, but guys who were able to carry their teams, you know, deep into the tournament. No, I know. I'm just messing with you. Two two amazing stories that um, I'm kind of noticing here. Just looking at the caps and the ages, there's just two guys on this Egypt team that kind of stick out, and it's the captain and the vice captain. You have Essam El Hadari, 45 years old. He's played 156 games for Egypt. He's one of the four goalkeepers in the uh, preliminary squad. And then you've got vice captain Ahmed Fatih, 33 years old, 124 caps for this Egypt team. I mean, between those two guys, you have well over 200 caps. And that's something, I, that's a question that I kind of am interested in. Why is it that, you know, most of the teams in the Middle East, you know, Iran, Egypt, and Saudi Arabia, they're usually the teams that have these guys that play until their mid-40s and have those 160-cap careers with their country. It's it's quite interesting. I mean, the, the main thing, or the first thing I would say is, uh, to be completely honest, it might, might just be a lack of competition. Um if you have a team, I mean, with the exception of somebody like Buffon who plays for Italy, who's, you know, probably going to play till he's 70. Uh, a lot of these other teams, a lot of these other countries have this constant, you know, factory of players who are going to come out and challenge these other guys. But when you have a smaller team, when you have uh, a nation like Egypt that's not as successful on the world stage, they're successful in Africa, uh, but on the world stage, you're just not having as much competition and you're not, people aren't pushing for places the same way. So somebody like Huttery, who, you know, like you said, has 150 plus caps. I think a lot of that has to do with just the lack of competition at that position. I mean, he's great and he's a legend, don't get me wrong, but you know, he's not being pushed by, by the young guys coming through. Right. The Egyptian squad was announced just a few days ago. They've got 29 players in the preliminary squad. So they're going to have to be cutting six of those. But let's move on to the final segment of our preview podcast for Egypt, where we do the official, the predictions of it. So basically how we do this on the preview shows, if you have not heard our previous ones, you should go check those out. Shameless plug. But also uh, basically how we do it is we say maximum number of points we think that the specific team can get in their group and also how far they could get in the knockout stages. Because we obviously want to save our main predictions, our full group stage picks and our bracket picks right before the tournament starts. So uh, Khaled. How do you think this Egypt team, maximum number of points they can get in this group? Could they get seven? Could they get nine? Or six or five is around where they're reaching? I would say six or five. Um, Russia, just by default, because they're the home team, they're going to have that boost. I mean, the home team doesn't always advance, as we've seen in South Africa. But um, I think that's going to be a tough one. They're going to have to circle that that Saudi Arabia game, which which luckily enough is, is, the last, is on the last uh, group stage day. So if they need that that extra three points to get in and just hope that that Russia and Uruguay cancel each other out. So I'd say five or six and shooting for that second place in the group. Yeah, I would say five or six, too. But I honestly I'm one of those guys that don't really believe in this Russia team as much. And I think in the last two World Cups, we've really seen home nations just kind of falter like sure. Brazil got to the semifinals and finished in fourth at uh, the 2014 World Cup. 
but they just didn't they didn't play that well. It's not like they had, you know, these sublime performances against some of the best teams in the world, you know. Germany for me is the last host nation that really sticks out to have a great performance. And I don't think we're going to see that from a host nation in quite some time because obviously Qatar is not one of the best footballing teams in the world and even if Morocco gets 2026 or U.S., Mexico, and Canada, none of those teams are winning a World Cup. So I think Egypt could get seven points. I think they could pick up uh, wins against Russia and Saudi Arabia, and I think even a draw against Uruguay. This is a, a Uruguay team that's a little bit older. Suarez and Cavani both had good seasons for their respective clubs in Barcelona and PSG, but not the kind of seasons that uh, they had before 2014. Cavani, you know, was in his way in his prime when he was with PSG in 2013-14. Still doing very well, and then Suarez coming off of an incredible season with Liverpool. So I think Egypt could get seven points, and I honestly think they could win this group. I think it's very possible, but if they get past the group stage, how far can they get? How far can Salah take them? So, again, even if they win the group, they have the unfortunate uh, fate of facing against Group B, which is Morocco, Iran, Portugal, and Spain. So... Uh, you know, I would bet the house on Portugal and Spain making it out of that group. So, you know, in the round of 16, even if Egypt wins, they're playing either Spain or Portugal. So, you know, it's not an, uh, an exciting prospect. It's an exciting prospect for Egypt to be on that stage against a team like that. But uh, I wouldn't exactly fancy their chances against two of the premier teams in the world. Yeah, that would be a tough, tough ask to see. Oh, can Egypt beat Portugal or Spain? Egypt did play Portugal in a friendly back in March and came close to winning until Cristiano Ronaldo decided to score two goals in stoppage time in the second half. But uh, you know, they, they've shown the commitment to you know play tough defense to quote unquote park the bus. So when that when that happens, anything can happen in a match. So uh, you know. Crazier things have happened in the World Cup, but again, I, I would not fancy their chances in that case. If Egypt were to somehow beat Portugal or Spain, or even Morocco or Iran, if they come up with a miracle, but that's probably unlikely in that group. Uh, Egypt quarterfinal, I mean, if they finish second in the group, which a lot of people are saying they will, they would probably be facing Argentina, because winner of Group B has got to play winner of Group D. So, which matchup, just for, for fun's sake and for hypotheticals, Khaled, Egypt against Portugal or Argentina, which game do Egypt have a better chance of winning? It's got to be Portugal. I mean, Portugal won won the last Euro Cup, but it was kind of by the skin of their teeth. They just clawed through it. They waited for one or two moments of brilliance. Um, you know, on top to bottom, they're just not as good as Argentina is. Um, so... If I had to choose, uh, I would have to go with Portugal. Well, Egypt will be getting their World Cup journey on day two. So Egypt's getting right out of the starting gate, playing in Yekaterinburg against Uruguay in Group A. want to thank uh, Khaled Abdallah, the editorial uh, soccer manager for Fansided. Thank you, uh, Khaled, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it, guys. All right. Make sure to check out all our other World Cup previews as the top flight continues our road to Moscow.